everybody is losing their mind over an interview Trump did with Jonathan Swan of Axios that went on their HBO show, and I have no idea why anybody's losing their mind. I don't know why everyone is so bothered by it. I can only come to the place where people choose to be bothered by things, invent things to be bothered by, when in actuality, there is no there there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. I want to share this with you. And the reason I don't think this is the end of the world is because I thought the question itself was fine from Swain, from Swan, I'm sorry, Jonathan Swan. I thought Trump answering it was fine. You can agree and disagree. I thought it was a solid conversation. Within this, I will share with you one of the things I like about Donald Trump is that he does not shy away. He's not like this conversation is over. He didn't throw up his arms and say, I can't talk to you people. It was fine. Swan's questions in and of themselves on this subject were just fine. I will share with you some questions that I thought were absolutely ridiculous, like, hey, President Trump, uh, what do you think of John Lewis? Uh, I don't know John Lewis. Uh, He chose not to come to my uh, uh, inauguration. Uh, He chose, uh, I I don't, uh, I never met John Lewis, actually, I don't believe. Do you find him impressive? Uh, I can't say one way or the other. I find a lot of people impressive. I find many people not impressive, but no, but I didn't. Do you find his story impressive? He didn't come to my inauguration. He didn't come to my State of the Union speeches. And that's okay, that's his right. Why is this a conversation to begin with? What do I care? John Lewis hated Donald Trump, and Donald Trump holds grudges. Next? Well, why didn't Donald Trump just say he was a great American for what he did for civil rights, and John Lewis actually walked the walk? Literally walked the walk. Well, that ain't what Trump does, but you knew that, and that's why the question got asked. That's what makes this part so remarkably cheap, which is a shame because what we're about to get into shows that Swan, of course, has the capacity and the capability. This was cheap, and people are focusing on this about John Lewis. It's garbage. It is It is nothing more than leftist masturbatory fantasy. It makes no sense. It's nonsense that somehow it should play in to anything. John McCain hated Donald Trump, and Donald Trump hated John McCain. The difference is I don't think Donald Trump hated John Lewis. But I can tell you that Donald Trump hated John McCain. Absolutely and without question. But let's get to this other part. Let's get to this part where Swan and the president are having a conversation about coronavirus numbers. We're going to look at some of these charts. I'd love to. We're going to look. Let's look. And if you look at death, yeah. start to go up again. One. Well, right here, the United States is lowest in numerous categories. Uh, we're lower than the world. Lower than, we're the lower world. than what is that? Europe. In what? Look. In what? Take- They're discussing death rates, and Trump has in front of him some papers, and he's going through charts and figuring out which one is which. There is a conversation to be had about where the death rate is. 
I will say to you as clear as day that our panic and insanity over coronavirus is, is an embarrassment. Yes, we have more cases because we do more testing. I believe that's true. Yes, we have more cases because we are a free society and you can't lock Americans down like you can other cultures. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And that is a bit of foreshadowing because it's going to play into something that comes later. So here's President Trump discussing deaths. Here is President Trump discussing deaths. Let it continue. Look, right here, here's case death. Oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. Now, you can do both. Death as a proportionate to the number of cases that you have and deaths as proportion to the amount of society that you have, the amount of people in that society. Of course, you can look at it both ways. That's where the U.S. is really bad. Well, well, much worse than South Korea, Germany, etc. You can't. You can't do that. You have Why to go. Do you have to go by. You have to go by where. Look, here is the United States. You have to go by the cases. The now, you can go by any data you choose, and to that, Swan has a legitimate point. Of course, you can go by population. The question before us should be: Is that the only data point that you want to use? He points to other nations that have very, very low death rates. I told you there was foreshadowing. We'll get to it in a moment. Cases. Why not? As a proportion when of population. When you have somebody, what it says is when you have somebody that yeah. has, it, where there's a case, oh, okay. the people that live sure. from oh. those cases. It's surely a relevant statistic to say if the U.S. has X population and X percentage of death of that population no, versus South Korea. No, go by the cases. Well, look at South Korea, for example. 51 million population, 300 deaths. Foreshadowing comes now. Absolutely, positively, South Korea has less deaths, and even with a population of of, of fifty million, one sixth the size of the United States, or even smaller, uh, a, a very very small death rate. Now we'll get into back to the interview in a second. Culturally, South Korea is a different place, and we have noted from the very beginning that Asian cultures have long been wearing masks when people are sick. It is not something new to them. So it certainly can be argued that they were more prepared culturally to deal with a virus than the United States, which culturally doesn't play into that game. Culturally, we're a hugging nation. Culturally, we're a kissing nation. We are not a stay uh, apart from each other, bow nation or anything else. It's just not who we are. Our greetings are familiar. Our greetings are bring it in. Men hug, right? Yeah, you, you know, you know what a bro hug is, there, producer Ari. I do. Right, you're always trying to do that with me, and I'm like, please stop. I know you, ne- close. you never want to. I know. Uh, that's that's what people do. They hug. They kiss. That's who we are, and culturally, that can lead to a lot of spread. And so we might see a change in America culturally. As things go on, because of like, hmm, maybe we don't want that. I think the elbow thing, you know, where people like bump elbows, I think that's actually gonna gonna become a thing. I will tell you, I do, I you know, at least locally, I still do a lot of going out. Um, although I will tell you, I had a conversation with someone the other day. Would I head back to New York to do some TV hits? And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't even think it's a coronavirus fear. It's that 
I don't think I want to be in New York right now. I don't trust de Blasio's New York. I don't trust shutdowns. I don't, you know, what happens when it's me and, and, and it's, I'm done with my day? You know I'm going to be walking the streets with a cigar. Can you not walk the streets with a cigar? I, I, I don't know if I want to be, uh, I, I don't know if I want to be around all, all that, right? But in my local travels, I don't know about you, the, the elbow bump thing, like that's become very, very acceptable. People are kind of okay with it. They Now, it's, we're Americans. We're still leading in a bit. I mean, that's totally happening. We're leading in, hey, how you doing? Hey, gay, right? We're doing all that. But culturally, it's a, it's a different place. And it's possible that culturally, in this aspect, they created a lot less spread. Why, why would that be a weird thing to note? Are you telling me that we are so fragile that we can't notice that some cultures lend themselves to better separation than American culture? <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, but there could be other reasons for South Korea's low numbers. It's like, it's crazy you compared to know that. I do. It's you on the, don't know it's, that. Don't, you think they're faking their statistics, uh, South Korea? I, I, I won't get into that because they have a very good relationship yeah. with the country. But you don't know that. Is South Korea faking their numbers? I would have no way of knowing. I will say this. I believe lots of nations are faking their numbers. Certainly we know that China is faking their numbers. We already know that Iran is faking their numbers. We know this for fact. If we take a look, Worldometers has done a really good job, I think, of keeping up with, with, with cases, with numbers. You have 4.8 million cases in the United States. You have 2.7 million cases in Brazil. And you have 1.9 million cases in India. Right, And India, of course, has a much bigger population than us by over a billion people. 1.8 million cases in India. You know how many cases they have in China? 84,464. You believe that number? Because if you believe that number, you're criminally insane. You are criminally insane. Do nations lie about their numbers of course they do. We also, as is clear, do more testing than those other nations. And they have spikes. Look, here's Germany, one. Germany, low, 9,000. Here's one right here, United States. You take anyway. the number of cases. Okay. Now look, we're last, meaning we're first. Last? I don't know we what we're first. As a take a look okay. again. It's I'll cases. Just, okay. Um, and we have cases because I mean, of the testing. The way a thousand Americans are dying a day, but I understand. I understand on cases, it's different. No, but you're not reporting it correctly, Jonathan. I think I am, but. If you take a look at this other chart. Look, this is our testing, I believe. This is the testing, yeah. Yeah, we do more tests. Now, wait a minute. Well, don't we get credit for that? And because we do more tests, we have more cases. Now, of course, rational people understand if you do more tests, you, you have more cases. But I think you can argue that Americans would say, we have way more cases than I ever thought we'd have. Right? Now, at 4.8 million with a population of 330 million, it's, it's over 1%. 
Uh, you have 159,000 deaths, at least as Worldometers puts it. I think the CDC number is a little bit lower. We still have not engaged the number of comorbidities that come with that. Meaning people who would have died of something else, but coronavirus was present. We still know that there are things that labeled as coronavirus death where it's clearly not the cause of death. I think we're going to see those numbers get revised. I think we're going to find out interesting data about those numbers. Right? You take a look at total number of cases and say to yourself, testing doesn't matter. And I will, I'll laugh at you. So will anybody else who is rational. But you can also say we do have more cases than, than, than I thought we would have. You can absolutely say that. Now here's the question. Does it matter? According to Worldometers, of the 4.8 million cases, 2.4 million have recovered, and there are 2.257 million active cases. Serious or critical? Critical? 18,727. 18,727. The amount of tests done in Russia, 29 million. Sure. The amount of tests done in India, 20 million. The amount of tests done in Brazil, 13 million. The amount of tests done in the UK, 16 million. The amount of tests done in China, they claim is 90 million. Whatever you say. The amount of tests done in the USA, almost 61 million. So you mean with our 61 million tests, we've got 4 million cases. But with China's 90 million tests, they only have uh, 80,000. Yeah, I don't believe that number either. So do I believe the South Korean numbers? I have no reason not to believe that they have 14,000 cases and 301 deaths. I have no reason to say that they're not telling the truth. None. But I'm not going to be surprised if some numbers got a bit fudged. Let me finish this up for you. In other words, we test more. We have now take a look. The top one, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. The top, Jonathan. If if if, if hospital rates were going down and deaths were going down, I'd say terrific. You deserve to be praised for well, testing. They but they're all going you up. Know, they very rarely sixty thousand Americans are in hospital. If you watch the thousand dying in papers, they usually talk about new cases, new cases, new cases. I'm talking about death. Well you look it's at death. Up. Death is way down from where it was. It's it's a thousand death. a day. It was two and a half thousand, it went down to five hundred, now it's going up. People are taking this interview. Oh, Trump got slammed. Trump got hit. Then they're attacking Swan on the right. Let me tell you what I think. There's nothing wrong with this interview. Trump doesn't sound like a crazy person in this interview. He is making his case, and as he does, emphatically. But is he yelling at Swan? Is he screaming at Swan? Did he call Swan any names? He's not. Swan's not doing an Acosta, and Trump is not accosting Swan. Swan is trying to make his point and Trump's trying to make his point and they're listening to each other and they're saying, no, 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 but look at this. As far as I'm concerned, this is a win for Trump. And I would actually argue I don't know Jonathan Swan at all. I think it's a win for Swan. Because at least from this part of it, it was a fine, acceptable, at times incredulous, but mostly 
uh, con- congenial engagement. One that's important. Proving that if, if anything, we can do it. I think it works much better for Trump than other people are giving him credit for. Really and truly. I think that it shows that you, you can press him. He once said he doesn't mind a tough interview. What he wants is a fair interview. I would argue that that's what that section was. Swan asking about John Lewis is garbage. This was tough but fair. What's wrong with that? Now, I say this to the people on the political right. You know, my people, right? What's wrong with tough but fair? There's a key difference between Swan in that moment and Brian Stelter. Swan in that moment and Jim Acosta. Swan in that moment and the entirety of MSNBC. There's a very clear difference. Say so. Say so. You think that this shows that what? Yeah, Trump, oh, he just handled that so poorly. And you think he can't debate Biden? Trump? Uh, every Republican, every conservative, everyone on the political right, anybody who's voting for Trump, trusts Trump to destroy Joe Biden on a debate stage if only because Trump can put together four sentences and Joe Biden cannot. This interview was fine. This interview was actually, I think, worthwhile to all of us. Good job by Swan. Good job by the president. It's just that easy. I'm Tony Katz.